This coming Shabbos is Parshas Vayechi. <clears throat> it's also the third annual Team Shabbos. What is Team Shabbos? Team stands for Traditional End of Life Awareness Movement. 427 shuls, 207, 207 communities, and that number is growing. Oh, <laughs> it, yeah, it certainly is growing. Uh, here I have now 209 shuls have joined uh, to be part of this traditional end-of-life awareness movement Shabbos brought to you by NASC, which is the uh, National Association of Hever Kadisha, the director of the National Association of Hever Kadisha, and the head of the Avada Rabbanim of Queens Hever Kadisha is um, Rabbi Alchanan Zone, who joins us live via telephone. Rabbi Zone, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Good morning. Thank you very much, Nachum, for having me on. A pleasure. Uh, Why has uh, Parshas Vayechi been chosen for this Shabbos? Well, Parshas Vayechi is unique in the sense that it uh, really contains not only uh, the story of Yaakov's burial in Eretz Yisrael, it is the source of the concept of Chesed Shalemes, based on Yaakov's statement to his son Yosef, uh, to provide him not only with the kindness of taking care of him at the end of his life, but also to do it uh, as um, MS would require, to provide kindness that is defined by the truth of what is best for him. And so uh, while it might have been logical to bury him in Egypt, where all the Jews were going to be for many years, uh, nevertheless he asked that he take him to Eretz Yisrael and bury him with his parents and uh so Chesed Shalemus is uh, really based on this, these words, and it's also a Parsha that deals with illness. The first recorded uh, discussion of illness in the Torah is in this Parsha. It tells us that Yaakov was sick. Mm-hmm. Midrash tells us that Yaakov actually asked to be sick. Before that, people just died. They really did not have any warning, any uh, time to prepare. And so Yaakov asked that he be given that opportunity so that he could... Uh, instruct his children and give them the proper tzavah and the proper direction uh, as to what he would want them to do in life in general, uh, give them a chance to bless them and also to direct them and also to direct them as to how he would like to be taken care of at the end of his life. Uh, this coming Shabbos, Team Shabbos, traditional end-of-life awareness movement, will unite schools and communities around the country to address and generate awareness regarding the value of life and the importance of making appropriate end-of-life Decisions. What are some of the common mistakes that people make when it comes to end-of-life decisions? I think the first mistake is not being prepared. Uh, the first mistake is really not recognizing the need to have uh, a living will, uh, preferably a halachic living will defined by halacha, which is both created by Hakodah Israel of America. Uh, they actually have one uh, that is slightly different to conform to state laws in about 18 or 20 states. And the Rabbinical Council of America has their own version of the Halachic Medical Directive. But everyone needs to be prepared with a health care proxy and um, some kind of direction to give their families if, God forbid, something happens, they're ill, and they can't make decisions for themselves. This is what the law requires, and it just gives them the opportunity to have someone speak for them as they would want to speak themselves. So that is the first mistake. Uh, Also, making a will, and making a will again in accordance with halacha, Uh, leaving children some kind of an ethical will, giving them direction as to what is most important to you. 
uh, that they should continue in their life uh, and how they live their lives. Uh, but I think there is also a very important uh, recognition that needs to be given to the fact that we live in a world where uh, quality of life has uh, unfortunately become the definition of life that is important, right. a life that is worth living, whereas opposed uh, to the Torah concept, which is that sanctity of life is very important. Every minute of life is important, particularly if we realize that life is something that uh, gives us eternity. And so there's a very different perception. And even within the Frum community, there is a very uh, strong uh, sense of um, cultural influence that we read about, that we hear about uh, all the time about why do we need to live and, uh, you know, if we're not going to be productive, why do we need to burden others, and so on. And so I think anyone who's also been through this and has seen the difficulty that people might uh, encounter at end of life uh, may just naturally feel a resistance to want to be in that position. However, the Torah view is different. So we need to really be able to strengthen people and give them a very positive uh, view and understanding of the Torah position, of the Torah uh, opinion as to what is appropriate that they can be strong in those uh, situations. Rabbi Elchanan Zon is with us, and these are things that people can be uh, in charge of, so to speak. Everyone, if they're prepared properly, then the person themselves, as opposed to leaving it to a relative or a friend to deal with, the person themselves can be in control, literally we could say this time, of their own destiny. They can be in control of how they are handled, the types of things that are done both before and after their passing, correct? Absolutely. Uh, you know, in the halakhic living will, there's no checkoff uh, that we do. Uh, you know, in, in a typical living will, you know, we choose this this type of medical procedure, that type of medical procedure. But from a halakhic perspective, from a Torah perspective, we cannot do that at an age or at a time where we really are not in that situation. Every situation is different. But by choosing a proxy and instructing them and knowing their feelings and conveying to them your feelings on this, you will be sure that it will be taken care of in the way in which you are comfortable, in the way which you are you feel is appropriate. The halakha living will also designates a rabbi or a rav that will be able to direct any uh, questions that may arise and direct the family as to how to uh, move forward and how to proceed with those medical decisions. So you have the option of choosing a rather that you are comfortable with. And therefore, in essence, you have made all the decisions by the people you've put in place, both the proxy as well as the rabbi. There's a, a website, teamshabbos.org slash register, teamshabbos, S-H-A-B-B-O-S, dot org slash register. It's a third annual Team Shabbos. Respect life here and hereafter is the theme. Again, go to teamshabbos.org. That would be the best way to get information and to register for this uh, this coming Shabbos. And uh, I would I would assume, uh, based on conversations you and I have had both on and off the air, that when it comes to the hereafter or once someone has passed on, uh, the most um, uh, anti-halachic uh, activity that continues to happen is cremation as opposed to proper burial. Would that be accurate? Absolutely. So um, you know, there are a lot of things that we'd like to see when a person dies. First of all, in-ground burial is a as opposed to above-ground burial, the immediacy of burial having tahara done as a, as a form of preparation rather than having a body viewed or dressed in their own clothing. But certainly cremation is the most important thing, and not having cremation, 
information is the most important thing. In-ground burial is most important. And unfortunately, uh, people, particularly in the New York area, where there's a very strong uh, community, Jewish community and from community, people don't realize that around the country today, there are about 40% of Jews. I repeat, 40% of Jews are being cremated. That's a national average in New York. It's uh, probably half that. Right. Uh, but you go into places like uh, California, it's probably uh, almost double that. It could be as high as 70 or 75% of Jews today are being cremated. It's uh, 50% nationally, but among Jews it's uh, about 10% less. And it's extremely important for people to realize that even though they themselves may not be choosing cremation, they may not even have people in their immediate circle, but they may have cousins or, or, or uh, relatives or close acquaintances that they could raise the uh, discussion with and open the discussion so that over a period of time they could explain to them why uh, traditional Jewish burial is really preferred, is the right thing, not only from a religious perspective, but also from a perspective of family, what it means uh, for family continuity, for family history, what it means for closure to be able to be there when someone you love is buried and you see them rather than to receive an urn that has ashes. Who knows whose ashes those really are? Uh, just for the respect of being able to visit a family plot where parents and grandparents uh, are there, we're able to be there. Of course, we believe that the neshamas are there as well, which is why we call the cemetery of Beis HaKayim, a home of the living. We live eternally, and there is a vestige of a neshama at every grave. But the fact is that we need to reach out to those people uh, who might be choosing cremation. And they could be people we would not really uh, think about doing so. But in today's world, with the influence of the culture around us, this is becoming more and more prevalent, and it is really growing at an alarming rate. So our opportunity to reach out is very important. That's another one of the messages that we are trying to convey with Team Shabbos is for us to reach out to those Jews around us who uh, we may work with, uh, who we may be close to on a social level, right. um, and reach out to them. And How do, yeah, I'm sorry, Gordon. How does Team Shabbos work? You don't have uh, enough staff members to send people to 500 shuls. What do you do? You educate the rabbis through uh, uh, different uh, educational materials? Yeah, Team Shabbos is really for rabbis and communities to register. It's not for individuals. It's uh, the shuls are whom we are targeting. And the goal is to have rabbis either speak on Shabbos at their usual drasha or uh, give a shir, or uh, it could be a dvar Torah at or something of the divrei Torah they hand out. On any one of these issues, we highlight 13 issues. The goal is to have uh, the shuls join and teamshabbos.org has many resources on all of the different topics that we highlight, uh, which Rabbanim can use. And, of course, Rabbanim are usually very good at uh, creating their own. Uh, we ask them to share that with us. And they can find the director, uh, certainly in a parsha like Vayechi, uh, to be able to focus on any one of these issues and uh, to really bring out the thoughts that I think the Torah would like us to think about uh, regarding these very, very important issues that most of us don't talk about. The third annual Team Shabbos traditional end-of-life awareness movement is this Shabbos, Parshas Vayechi. Go to teamshabbos.org slash register information. You can email Rabbi Zone, info at nask.org. That's info at nask, N-A-S-C-K.org. They have a phone number. It's 718-847-6280. That's 718-847-6280. And as Rabbi Zone mentioned, the website has a lot of information, both for rabbis and community leaders, and certainly anybody can go and see uh, the work that they're doing. Go to teamshabbos.org, teamshabbos.org. 
org. Or by Zone, anything else you'd like to add? Just wanted to thank you and uh, encourage your schools to join. Um, and um, hopefully we look forward to the day that we go out of business. Very soon, Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem, okay. amen to that. Uh, continue your amazing work, Rabbi Zone. You're incredible. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you for having me. Have a very good week, and uh, look forward to everyone joining us. Thank you. Third annual Team Shabbos, everybody. Go to the website, teamshabbos.org. Uh, amazing um, uh, efforts by Rabbi Zone and his staff to make sure that all Jews everywhere, please God, are aware of uh, important information regarding end of life both before and after one has left us. Tuesday morning at 12 minutes after 8 o'clock, it's JM in the AM.